0: All right, now we are recording you on. fill me bug- up with
1: some water, please?
0: Oh, I got a pitcher of water for you with your name on Boom.
1: it. Boom! Give me some of that water.
0: There's hydrogen and oxygen, twice as much, and hydrogen. minerals
1: too. Some salts, a bunch of good stuff. It's gonna make my kidney work great after all these hazy IPAs. Yeah. Right here, fuck around, get the but as, as they say Kidney failure is just part low, of the game loud, like, hey, <laughs> not a shame? <laughs> the of the game, triples, we'll the fantastic you my Mark big it the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Now the world is a motherfucking name One of the
0: uh, best kept secrets Is the Beers of the Berg Festival Is there was a table for the Western Brewers Guild And a bunch of the breweries Just kind of put beers there So they had brewed gentlemen Like their saisons and stuff a models oh, And you could just shit. Pick through their table And like I want to try that I want to try that And like Andy was actually There working so it's like, again, yeah, sure Andy. Andy from Hitchhiker. Oh, <laughs> I know it it is. Is. In the He was And, um, and yeah, so It's right, a great the you know, rags to the rich, the rich, rich story rich. right Because he was a home brewer He joined home, my home club And he was making good beer But he thought everything he made sucks he you was know? so Like, like Andy You're making good beer And uh It's good Now that he's a pro brewer Because he's never satisfied He's always trying to do the next thing Um When Hitchhiker Brewing was opening He's never
1: been satisfied He's never yeah. been satisfied And
0: yeah. hitchhiker was opening um, He interviewed for the job And the owner, Gary Kind of took a risk on a homebrewer to be the brewer, right? And they just had their fourth oh, anniversary. A good home I
1: mean, Yeah,
0: they just had their fourth anniversary. You know, they're hazy. They're one of the like hazy places, and they're also one of the cereal places, right? They've done um, cinnamon toast crunch beer. They've done count chocula beer. They've done. Uh, yesterday, I had a strawberry rhubarb um, lactose milkshake IPA from them.
1: Okay, I like the sound of all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome at the beer festival. So they they did a jelly donut one. They have a line of beers called Whole Punch, and they're all like Hawaiian Punch type flavors of things, but like different stuff. And
1: how awesome is that? This this sound sound bad? Good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. The um,
0: but the strawberry rhubarb is good. And they were pouring one at the at the beer festival that I thought was also strawberry rhubarb, but to me at the beer fest, it didn't taste like it. Um my mom, I don't know if you've had this, but my mom makes a picnic dessert where it's cottage cheese in gelatin, like jello, like in pineapple. And you kind of just mix in the gelatin with the stuff. You don't actually make jello. Okay. And um so it gets thicker,
1: gets thicker. More it, like a, a a so it's got a, a thicker consistency but it's just cottage cheese and pineapple and, pineapple. and jello like, like lime that could jello work. or green jello that could or work. Jello. I could see though it's a texture thing but it's to what, me I
0: I I like those textures search for jello salad that's what that's what my mom calls it
1: I've had other jello salads oh. some the, I've had are good some are bad I mean these, these, aren't, on, on these the aren't like
0: the ones that were it's clear gelatin with right. nuts in it and right. stuff like that right this is mostly cottage cheese you know uh-huh. but I had a beer that tasted just like that. And he was calling it, the, I think that was the, I, I could be confused. He, I think he, that was the strawberry rhubarb, which I had yesterday. And it tasted completely different. But uh, I'm like, Andy, this tastes like my mom's jello salad. It's <laughs> like, I should rebrand re- 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 it the Jeff's mom's jello salad. <laughs> no, but it was, you know, it's just, he's making these beers where, you know, sure, he's playing to the crazy market that we're in right now. You know, he did an Imperial Stout with Cinnamon Toast Crunch in it.
1: That could work.
0: It. I didn't taste that one. That
1: could work easily.
0: But they've done, you know, blueberry and count Chocula. like they bought like all the grocery stores in Pittsburgh out of Count chocolate and made <laughs> beer out of it.
1: <laughs> are they allowed to do that? Like, can they, they can use buy that the ingredients? As... Yeah. Like, but are they allowed? They can't advertise that, right? They can't say Count Chocula beer, can they?
0: They do. I mean, that's not the name of the beer. It's a beer with Count chocolate Okay, or a beer but with they, can, they can't
1: like they can't say they can't call it Count Chocula. No. Yeah. No,
0: it's called something else. Yeah. A beer brewed with cinnamon toast crunch. Or mashed or whatever with, you know.
1: It's Frankie Cosmos owes a lot to the Pixies, I think. Because of the sort of loud, quiet, loud thing yeah. really yeah. did come I mean the Pixies really were like yeah. I wouldn't say they were, they necessarily were the originators, but they were a big part of making that mm-hmm. into what it was. But it's good stuff. Okay. Anyway, do you have any other th- things to report from that? Uh, from the beer fest, um,
0: finally met uh, Dave Bracy, who's the guy that does Drinking Partners, which is um, a local podcast. But you know, he's he's a, he's a black man, and yeah, you know, so it's kind of like ooh, a, a black man. Yeah, but it's, it's, no, it's a different take on you know, it's not us right doing yes. beer podcasting, yes. right? We he's ha- also—he should also, have us on. I mean, we, no, no, we had a really good talk. I think we will do something
1: together. I would love to. I mean, he's
0: also a stand-up comedian, and one of the—I told him, you know, we had a really good conversation. And I just mentioned, like, not trying to tell him what he's doing wrong, but you know, when he started, you know, and, and they've changed, but uh, you know, he was trying to do stand-up comedy pacing on a beer podcast. So to me, it seemed very yuck, yuck, right? Trying to get jokes every thirty to forty-five seconds, right? And, um, you know, it was really cool to hear him say, yeah, we realize in this format, like, you know, you don't need, you got to tamp down that stand-up comedian mm-hmm. desire and, you know, you can still have the jokes, but they need to be a lot more spread out or yes. it seems silly, you know, that kind of thing. So it was really cool. And so they do, the, um, day and some, uh, the, what's his name? The guy that does black beer culture blog. There's a beer fest in Pittsburgh called fresh fest and it's a, beer fest for black owned breweries it's awesome and also um, the local breweries can collaborate with notable people of color in the city and make beers and, and do it and um, so I intend on going to that this year I missed it last year and this will be their second year for doing fresh fest
1: I suppose so. it's important to point out why it's awesome um, it's not awesome because oh they're black and that's great yeah. it's 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 awesome because it's a It's a part of the community that's typically marginalized. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's great to get them exposure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that is the awesome part of it. And it's like... If it were true that black breweries were as as common as white breweries, Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't need exposure and it wouldn't be awesome. The point is it's awesome because it's about getting exposure for these things that are typically marginalized by society. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, black is the new w- woman, right? In craft beer. You know.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't mean, I, I, to I be understand, flippant, I, I understand exactly I kind of, what you're saying, but right? I kind of do mean I,
0: to be a little bit just to make the point. I, yes.
1: Where... I just, just like, I just like, I was making the point by, by not, by like, Pointing at, I mean, yeah, exactly the same point I was making. But I, I, I agree. It, it's, it's the, it's something that needs to be. And, and it's not that women don't still need to be pointed out and brought to four, right. but for the same reason. But when you go, because it's, it, it's about. The fact that society does marginalize them for not for necessarily reasons that are like oh racist or sexist in terms of overtness, Mm -hmm. but just because of cultural inertia and other things.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean we've talked about this years ago with Saver, right? Where Saver was a bunch of white guys. Yeah. And then Savor was like almost half white guys and half white girls, but then it was like four black people in the building. Right? You know, and like so it's like that's the, the next market and you know, seeing um, that beer fest was the first Pittsburgh beer fest I've been to in a very, very long time, and it was kind of cool to see where what a Pittsburgh beer fest is these days. It's so different from like Penfest from like ten years ago. That's good. Yeah. <sighs>
1: um, I described a little bit on the on the show, but. I didn't talk about it was me making mozzarella. Mm-hmm. So it, it's relatively easy to make. Like I said, all you need is, is a, a couple of ingredients and in milk. Uh, and you don't even need all that special milk. Now, like you said, buffalo milk would be great. But where the hell am I going to get buffalo milk? Raw milk, non-homogenized milk would be awesome. Where the hell am I going to get that? I don't know. But it works fine This <laughs> as long as you do the right chemistry things, which is not that difficult, with... Regular oh. homogenized milk. It turns out you can't use ultra homogenized milk, and I made that mistake once, oh, okay. or at least it, w- it wasn't so much a mistake, but they didn't tell
0: me. I didn't know there was ultra homogenized.
1: What what it is is it's not ultra homogenized, ultra ultra pasteurized rather. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, and the the difference between regular is that pasteurization, H- or enzymes or something like that. Yes, exactly. The difference between regular pasteurization and ultra high pasteurization is it gets to a higher temperature, so it goes to a higher temperature but quicker. <clears throat> it's actually more efficient for the for the sure. milk makers because they're uh, they get to higher temperature. Mm-hmm. But the thing with, with killing bacteria with pasteurization essentially is, is is it's a matter not just of temperature but of time. So if you get to a high temperature, you kill everything immediately. If you get to a lower temperature, you have to keep it for like for 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you get to an even lower temperature, you have to keep it for a certain amount. of like time. Like sous vide, right? Sous vide, can... Yeah, sous vide is the same way with turkey. Like. I remember did, during Turkey thing where I kept it at 130 I think for like for 140 for two days
0: Right. so like Turkey you want to kill Salmonella so you can kill Salmonella quickly 160 at, they die at 160, Ooh. 165
1: but if you keep it at 140 it's it, not going to kill them immediately right. but over 12 hours they're going to die
0: just gotta make sure you don't have a of those spores in there over twelve hours.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's unlikely in Turkey, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily unlikely in garlic. Yeah. So you want to you want to avoid the garlic, uh, at least you want to avoid doing the garlic uh, on your own. Rather, I should say, not mm-hmm. necessarily pickled garlic you know if, if it's
0: well pickle is going to change the pH right
1: so, I, I don't know how the deal mm-hmm. with deal is but I know that like canning or pickling you, you, you avoid garlic at home but if you do there's certain things you can so,
0: do well, so at home right there's there's two ways to can right you can in a stock pot in a water bath or you can in a pressure cooker right, right? pressure cooker is mean, I don't know if sterile is the right technical word but you can kill botulism in a pressure cooker mm-hmm. but if you're doing it in a enamel pan like you, how you do your tomato sauces then it's not as sterile, right? But because of, you can can tomatoes because of their acidity, Uh right? You would not want to can uh, beef broth or chicken broth in a water bath. You need a pressure cooker. I see.
1: Interesting. So anyway, you can't use ultra-high pasteurization, though. Because that denatures the protein is too much for you but due to do the stretching stuff. But what you do is, if it's homogenized, you add, and, and I have not been able to, to uncover non-homogenized milk. So, I'm sure it's available somewhere. Like So, I mean, there's a couple local
0: dairies. Um, Brunton's in Aliquippa is probably a good one to ask. I mean, I don't think they sell raw milk for consumption no I don't think you can get but, raw milk but, but you can you, it, you might be able to actually get raw milk for cheesemaking. making yeah right? because or, or, there's a difference between milk for drinking and milk for cheesemaking, mm-hmm. and raw milk is safer in cheesemaking than it is for drinking
1: so what you do is, is, is for the homogenized milk at least you put a little bit of uh, calcium uh, carbide I don't know why it's a salt right I don't mm-hmm. know why it helps homogenization but it does I think it's like a. So I would use a gallon of milk. Uh, you put that into your big thing, and uh, right from the fridge, it's fine. It's like 45 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm talking Fahrenheit here for everybody who's wondering. And you put in some, like a teaspoon and a half of calcium carbonate. Uh, then you um, bring it up 10 degrees, just as 55 degrees. At that point, you add citric acid, powdered citric acid. Mm-hmm. This will allow the stretching also to happen. This plus the non ultra <laughs> this mm-hmm. plus the non-inutrient yeah. protein allows you to stretch it. And you also do a little um, put uh, I, it tastes better if you put in some um, uh, it's an enzyme. Um, rennet? Not rennet, not yet. Okay. This is an enzyme it's a milk enzyme that comes from calves... The stomach. Uh, anyway, it's an it. enzyme. Uh, you put it in. But you don't have to. You don't have to do this. I couldn't find a, a vegetarian version of this. So, you, if you if you want to make a vegetarian, not of course vegan, of course because it's still milk. But if you if you want to keep a vegetarian, then you can't use this enzyme. But you can't harvest it from the calf without killing you, it. Th- th- there's there's ways apparently you can do it from microbes, from yeast and stuff, okay. but. I couldn't find a source. Right. But you can get microbial renin which comes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you add that to it and then you bring it you slowly bring it up to 90 degrees fahrenheit And that's when you add the renin. Not much at all. Like mm-hmm. It's microbial, and it's, like, super concentrated, so it's, like, it's an eighth of a teaspoon Mm -hmm. in, like, a quarter cup of water, and pour that in. Stir it, like, four times. This is what I found is is best. Stir it, like, four times, and then leave it, and wait, like, 30 minutes.
0: like, all the water just comes out,
1: right? Well, yes, the the, the curds and the whey separate. Uh, And then you have this, like kind of tofu-like it depends on on the milk you're using kind of tofu-like curd way below below it and then you sort of use a knife to kind of cut it up into into a bunch of little like just you know you make a cross hatch Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of little like elongated rectangles and then you bring it slowly up again to 110 degrees Yeah, 110 degrees from 90. Or 105 degrees, rather. And you're not looking to go fast. You're just going slow. And you don't need to do much to it. You just let it go. When it gets to 105, you can... Usually, since it's at that point a mass... So if you had ultra-high pasteurized milk, it wouldn't turn into that mass. And it wouldn't turn into that Mm -hmm. curds. It would just sort of turn into a bunch of, like solids mixed mm-hmm. if you did not work out so I've had that, that, that happen once but normally it turns into the, you know, these, these sort of curdy things yeah. in that way. you can then remove the curds from the whey if you want to you can keep the whey for other things but I generally pour it out uh,
0: what would you use whey for?
1: you can make whey ricotta you can make whey right. as like a protein you can use it for a bunch of different things you can use it to add instead of water to add some like definition to stocks and things like that there's lots of different things you can do with it I don't know how well it works for yeah, you. I've listeners. never seen use for that. Uh, seems like it's garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, it's full of proteins and stuff like that. So, Anyway, so you then have the curds. Uh, you get as much weight as you can out of it without really, you know... Hey, without... Do you have to press it
0: or something? I can...
1: No, at this point you can actually freeze it if you wanted to. Okay. Um, but I've never done that. But you, you then salt it and put it into a microwave safe bowl. And put in the microwave. This is the quickest and easiest way I found. Uh, you could you could do a water bath with it, but what's the point? Mm-hmm. You want to then bring it up like a minute at a time to 160 degrees with this this stuff that comes out of it. And at that point, and then slowly salt it like once or twice and do very small folds, not much. Mm-hmm. But then when you get 160 degrees, then you just, you, I, you can use your hands if you can get in there 160 degrees, it's really hard. At a certain point, you'll be okay with it, but it's pretty hot. I use a spatula first, a, a, a silicone, to sort of move it around a bunch until it starts to really kind of congeal together and it starts to get kind of stretchy and taffy-like. Do a little bit more stretching at that point, and then mold it into a ball and throw it into some ice water for 15 minutes. Okay. After 15 minutes, you, put, you you wrap it up and it's done. I mean, I, if you want it to be like hot, you could you could have it without the mm-hmm. the 15 minute stretch. If you um, if you want to save it for later, you put it at least 15 minutes, but then you don't keep it much longer than that. You put it into like plastic bag or, or, or a container and put it in your fridge, and then that's it. You're done. Cool. Your mozzarella is done.
0: I, I was looking at it. She's making a while ago. But when I saw, like, you know, your starter things mozzarella, I'm like, I mean, that'd be cool. But, you know, the kind of cheese, like, I want to make is not mozzarella.
1: I looked into the other stuff and it's like, okay, no, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah,
0: like, ma- even making cheddar. Yeah. I mean, I'd want to make blue cheese. I'd want to make wash rind something or another, right? But, like,. I know that's like not
1: happening, no, you could do it it, you it could, cause but... especially you because you have an area you you could put stuff yeah. back in there yeah. and, and you know cloth wrap and stuff. it's just, it's just e- the effort involved the nice thing yeah. about mozzarella is the effort involved is relatively small yeah. uh it you know and and you can, and you get something right away uh you don't have to deal with much mm-hmm. um I- It's, but, but yeah it was fun and and tasty okay you get some good stuff out of it yeah I'm sorry I
0: missed you last week That's next okay. time let next me know time. when you make some and I will be anxious to try some of your homemade mozzarella so what do you think of these guys I liked them a lot really I did
1: interesting these are pickled plums umeboshi 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 uh they are Japanese uh, pickled plums from the Tokyo store um, which I've been playing with, playing, making onigiri a bit. Which is just like, uh, um, it's just rice triangles essentially, mm-hmm. uh, sushi rice, but it's not sushi rice. It's just, the, the rice is, is short grain Japanese rice, but it's, there's nothing else done with it except for it's you know cleaned and mm-hmm. everything. But uh, then made the, the into the squares. There's a little filling involved. I, I've been playing around with different fillings. Uh, and then they're wrapped in, they're cooled, wrapped in, uh, they don't have to be cool necessarily, but you know, this is a typical way. It's, it's like a snack. It's called onigiri, and, and it's wrapped in like you know, roasted seaweed, the same seaweed you wrap around sushi, mm-hmm. but it's just a meat. Right. wrap around it. And there's a filling inside of it, and so one of the fillings is this, the yeah. Uh the, the pit is taken out beforehand, yeah, so it's sure. all nice and soft.
0: Um, is it the whole plum or just part of it when you, do, when you wrap it in?
1: So, I mean, you, like the, you, you push the seed out, but then you... you,
0: you st- okay, I, I would imagine like half, quarter, you know, I expect a little piece of fruit inside. The,
1: no, because I think uh, it works with the rice, The because okay. the, the, it it's a strong flavor. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. But with the rice, yeah, it kind of spreads out a bit. Um, another thing, you know, you can use bonito flakes and, and soy sauce, that works great. Uh, Miso marinated uh, salmon, um... Uh cod row is awesome. <laughs> no,
0: I bet so. I bet it
1: I bet it is. Uh I love cod row. I wish it was more like I'm not sure available. if I had cod row. So good. I've had salmon. I'm not sure if i had cod. Okay, I will bring it next time. Okay. I will bring some next time. Uh it's really good. It's 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 not so fishy. It, it's it's kind of it, it They it, in, in Japan, it's used a lot as like on spaghetti. Okay. Um. It's it's got it's got a kind of like I wouldn't say beefiness to it, but it, it works. It works with spaghetti. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Well, I got stuff I want to talk to you about that I can't put on the air, so I don't know if you're ready to Yeah, okay, well,
1: we we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you.